everyone. I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you guys are having a good day. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins and welcome to the, the Black Financial Channel. That's theblackfinancialchannel.com. Uh, today, this morning, I woke up and I was inspired by uh, a story by about James Clyburn. James Clyburn is a representative out of South Carolina. And Mr. Clyburn um, wants to uh, do some some interesting things with the song Lift Every Voice and Sing. And uh, basically, uh, he wants to make uh, Lift Every Voice and Sing into a national hymn. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'll tell you what, um, I uh, I don't have a, an issue with that one way or the other. You can do what you want with that song. I mean, I don't dislike it. I, you know, it, it is what it is, right? It's a part of history. It's to be respected. But I, I also want to, I'm really curious, you know, as, as Mr. Clyburn mentions, the uh the song lift every voice and sing and why he wants to make that into a national hymn i i can't help but wonder why he doesn't want to make uh reparations into a national issue uh you know i i, I will tell you that uh without disparaging mr clyburn and uh and what he's seeking to do i'm going to assume that he has a noble uh objective with this uh lift every voice and sing is a great song i have nothing against it uh, I, I wonder, I want to do a quick little vote. Let's do a straw poll amongst intelligent black people. So uh, let's do a vote. Uh, if you had a choice between uh, making Lift Every Voice and Sing a national hymn or getting reparations, getting a reparations bill pushed through Congress or having at least having your, poli- your leading black politicians speaking regularly about reparations, which would you rather have? Type reparations. Uh, the two words are reparations or or voice. Which would you rather have, the song or the, the money, right? Reparations or voice? Type it in the chat. Type in your vote. Uh, we're going to take a quick little vote. Uh, so you, if you want reparations, type reparations. If you'd rather have lift every voice and sing, become the national uh, hymn or whatever it's going to be, um, type, type it in. Okay, it looks like reparations is is, is winning big time. Uh, hashtag cut the check. I see that in there. Uh, and so um, so I, I, I think that the question, the operative question is, uh, when it comes to a lot of our elected officials is, you know, why are you messing around? Like, what what are, what are you doing? Like, what, what what's going on here? And um, and I'll tell you what, uh, with Clyburn, uh, he's instrumental in Joe Biden's camp. Uh, he's a very important uh, surrogate uh, for the black community uh, for Biden. In fact, he delivers South Carolina to Biden, which from what I understand, I'm not a political expert here, but I can tell you from what from where I stood, it looked like Clyburn was instrumental in getting Biden in a position where he could take the presidency. And so uh, as a result of this, there's a conversation to basically say, okay, what, what's in it for us, right? We should get something back. Uh, the, now, the, remember that getting something back kind of has three levels to it, right? Let's make this clear. Uh, quid pro quo has at least three levels to it. So Clyburn does a favor for uh, Joe Biden, gets him into the into the White House, which which is hard. You know, it takes a lot of money, a lot. You got to pull a lot of strings, stuff like that. Clyburn wasn't the only one, but he was important. Again, without South Carolina, it would have been tough for Biden to take the rest of the country. Uh, same thing with Obama. Obama, uh, when he started going down south and kicking butt, that's when Obama kind of got over the hump. So I believe that this is my inclination that this is kind of what makes Clyburn a power broker in the Democratic Party. But remember that when it comes to quid pro quo, and then politics favors our, our return all the time. When it comes to the quid pro quo, there are at least three levels to this. And the three levels would be uh, what's in it for Clyburn. That, that's the individual level. Uh, the second tier is what's in it for the black elite. And I'm talking about black folks who uh, who get jobs with, you know, with government officials. You know, I'm talking about your Roland Martins and your Angela Rise and, and the people who, you know, again, there's a reason why these individuals go campaign for the Democrats, stuff like that, because there are favors. You know, Vicki Dillard might say that there are butter biscuits at the end of the trail. 
I'm not gonna say butter biscuits because it's more. It's eight. It's nine in the morning right now when I'm recording this. I don't want. I don't want to start off the day by being a bitter, a bitter jerk. So let me just go ahead and just say there's rewards. There's gold at the end of that rainbow for the for the little leprechauns that are willing to go do the work. Um, and then there's the third tier of quid pro quo, which is what you're doing for the masses, right? What are you doing for uh, millions and millions and millions and millions of people uh, without whom, uh, without the, without their political support? Uh, nothing could get done, right? Nothing could happen good if you don't get those votes. Uh, and so, um, so here's the thing with Clyburn, and uh, and here's the thing about Lift Every Voice and all this stuff. I'm not here to say the Lift Every Voice voice shouldn't be the national hymn. Uh, make it the national anthem. I don't care. Let's throw it all in there. Let's make it. Let's make it the Pledge of Allegiance, right? Every more. Every, in fact, let's do a vote amongst intelligent black people. Everybody who votes to make Lift Every Voice the national anthem to replace um, my country tis of thee with lift every voice and sing, say I. Give me an I in the chat if you agree that we should do that and we can pass that resolution now so they'll at least know where we stand. Um, nothing against lift every voice, but here's the thing that I'd like to say to Mr. Clyburn. Maybe rather than lifting every voice, um, I would like to actually lift every bank account. Uh, you know, I, rather than singing songs, uh, you know, about how miserable it's been to be black, I'd rather us sing songs about how wonderful it is to get that reparations check. Hashtag cut the check. Put a hashtag cut the check in the chat if you understand the power of money, if you understand the power of economics. Let, let me tell you about Mr. James Clyburn. Uh, Mr. Clyburn, I'm looking on his website right now about uh, it's opensecrets.org where they, they, they talk about the money. You know, you guys know I'm a, my PhD is in finance. So you get into the realm of money. That's when my superpowers emerge. That's when I get to be a little bit of a, a financial ninja. But you don't have to be a financial ninja to know that um, to run for office. Mr. Clyburn's campaign committee raised about three point four million dollars, which is actually relatively a relatively small number compared to down in uh, uh, in Georgia, where Warnock had to raise, I think, over a hundred million bucks, which was kind of kind of crazy. But that was a big race; it had national implications. I, I get that, right? Um, but but you know, so he had to raise about three point four million dollars. Uh, the breakdown of the industries that gave him money: uh, lawyers and law firms gave him the most money. Insurance companies, uh, some vote saying Super PAC or something. Cox Industries. Uh, so these these are these are these are companies. These are companies that supported um, his uh, his ability to run for office. And uh, and the danger of money is that money is a little bit like a drug. Money's like a little bit of a little bit of a baby crack pipe that uh, some of our politicians smoke on. They they hitting it like like Pookie in New Jack City, right? They it be calling me, man, it be calling me. So they so they're they're hitting that financial crack pipe. And uh, what the financial crack pipe does is sometimes it causes you to do what a dope what a dope head might do. Uh, um, you know, a, a, a financial crackhead might be somebody who's going to tell a few lies. Some of y'all got some um, drug addicts in your family, right? So uh, your politicians are financial drug addicts or financial crackheads, uh, and so they uh, they you know the, the crackhead might lie to you every now and then. <clears throat> he might rob you so he can get your money so he can go and buy some crack. Uh, you know, at the very least, I hope we can agree that, you know, that the person in our family, we might love him. The one that's hooked on dope, we might love him, but we might keep our distance. We're going to social, di socially distance from him <clears throat> because you don't know what you're going to get. You know, he will go to grandma's house and go in grandma's purse when she ain't looking. Right. So so the, the, the point I'm getting at here is this. Uh, Clyburn is a guy like all the politicians. They, they have to respond to the money. Um, they need the money. And, uh, and, and, and and in order to respond to the money, to get access to the financial crack pipe, they've got to serve the, the dope dealers. They've got to serve the people that are getting them the financial crack. Those are the corporations, right? And uh, but, but here's the other thing, too. 
Clyburn amongst, uh, you know, uh, uh, out of anybody should understand the significance of money uh, when it comes to having power in America. Right? When you read books like Powernomics, things like that, things that we talk about on this platform, you will know that money drives everything. Money, uh, how many of you, give me a yes or no, let's, let's break it down to the individual level. If I put a million dollars in your bank account tomorrow, how many of you would, would feel better about life? Right. How many of you would feel a little bit better? Like, would you feel a little, at least a little less oppressed if you had a million dollars in your bank account? Like, seriously, like, I'm just asking you something. Give me a yes or no. Give me a yes or no in the chat. How many of you would, would feel a little bit better tomorrow if you uh, had money in, in, the ba- in the bank, uh, if you knew that you could go buy you a big house tomorrow, or if you knew that you had some wealth for your babies? Uh, how many of you would feel a little bit better, a little bit less oppressed? How many of you would be able to at least tolerate just a little bit more, have a little bit more tolerance for all the struggles that, that might come with being black, right? Uh, how many of you would feel a little bit more powerful if you looked in your bank account and they said your balance today is $1,248,922.18? Would you feel better? Would you feel more powerful? Give me a yes or no. Good. I say the answer is yes, right? The answer is yes. And so why, why does that come into play? Well, because Clyburn understands this. Right. Uh, James Clyburn, if you're watching, I, I don't hate you. I, I don't want to do this. Right. Uh, I don't really like to go and, and have to say things that seem like I'm really uh, going after the black politicians. Uh, but I think that it's important that we do this thing that a lot of people don't do called tell the truth. And one of the things that you have to tell the truth about is a uh, an often cited statistic that Dr. Claude Anderson points out in the book Black Labor, White Wealth, which actually, by the way, you can get Dr. Anderson's books uh, at Powernomics.com. Everybody should read his books because they're fascinating. He shows you that having more black elected officials has almost nothing to do. He, uh, that having more black elected officials does almost nothing for the economic condition of black people. Did y'all know this? How many of y'all knew? Give me a yes or no in the chat if you knew this. How many of y'all knew? Uh, how many of you knew that that having more black elected officials has done almost nothing for black people over a 30, 40, 50 year period when it comes to uh, the, uh, the, the the percentage of black people getting out of poverty, when it comes to uh, incarceration rates, when it comes to uh, unemployment rates, when it comes to wealth levels, uh, that that more black politicians. I have done that. It's done nothing for black people. So, um, and the part of the reason that it's done nothing for black people, definitely economically, is because there's a focus on symbolism over substance, right? And uh, and, and I know that singing "Lift Every Voice and Sing" uh, and knowing that it's the national hymn, that's gonna make maybe make some people feel better because white people are acknowledging you, which seems to be something that a lot of us care about. Um, but, but I'm going to just tell you that it's not going to do anything for your bank account. Now, those of you on Instagram, I, I know it keeps going out. I apologize, guys. I, I don't know why my Wi-Fi is acting real weird like that, but it keeps saying the connections pause. So I apologize. Um, but the, the video will be, uh, at drboystv.com. So I'm going to go ahead and hang up on, on this side. So, um, so anyway, do, give me a yes or no in the chat. If you get what I'm saying, if you, if you can understand what I'm saying without it seeming like I'm trying to hate on a black politician, I'm not hating on James Clyburn. Uh, I'm not hating on lift every voice and saying what I'm doing is I'm just loving on you. And I'm saying that perhaps if we focus on the economics, that we can improve our economic situation. Perhaps if we think about where we are financially, then we can actually get to where we want to be financially, right? If we talk about reparations, then perhaps we can actually begin to repair the reparations. That's the, the, the root The root word of reparations is repair, right? Repair racial damage from the past. Singing a song ain't the same as writing a check. 
singing a song ain't the same as writing a check. And I know that that's basic, and I but I, but I want to make sure you understand that. Okay. So um so anyway, do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button. Make sure you subscribe uh, to the Black Financial Channel. Uh, this is where we keep it one hundred. We keep it real. Also, you can go to the theallblackagenda.com. Theallblackagenda.com is where I actually put together a black agenda, uh, not just myself, but with experts that are out here that actually have uh, information and resources that you and your family can use so you can implement a black agenda. Uh, I don't want to wait for Joe Biden. I don't want to wait for black politicians. I don't want to wait for anybody because you don't have to wait for anybody. You can do it yourself. You can do it for yourself. And so what I want you to do is go to the theallblackagenda.com. The $5 a day investing plan is there so you can actually build wealth for your family. There's a link to the contract of Black America that uh, Ice Cube and his team put together. You know, Ice Cube is my homie. I have a lot of respect for him. He's been on this channel. He's a good guy. Uh, there's also links to Nathaniel Jordan, the minister of wellness, on how you can eat right and strengthen your immune system so that, you know, when viruses come around, around. You're not going to just sit there and die. You're actually going to say, well, I'm not dying because I'm defending myself. I'm protecting myself, right? These things are extremely important. Uh, we must do for self. I don't believe we have any friends, but I don't, but it's okay. Cause I don't think we need friends in order for us to win. I believe that we have everything we need. We are what we need. And uh, it, it is going to be love and execution and excellence and unity. That's going to help us get over the hump. So hit the thumbs up button, share button, the subscribe button before you go. And also don't forget that this weekend we're doing our generational wealth conference. Uh, if you have an interest in wills and trusts, estate planning, uh, if you'd like to know more about tax strategies, um, insurance, uh, we're having some experts on insurance. We're also having experts on, um, well, the the stock expert will be me. Julian Gordon's going to come in and talk about real estate. So it's going to be a great weekend. So if you'd like to join us for the generational wealth conference, there's a URL. It's generationalwealthconference.com. That's generationalwealthconference.com. All right, I'm out of here, guys. Have a good day. Thank you for listening. And uh, and I will check back in a little bit later. So make sure you subscribe and hit the thumbs up and a notification bell so you'll be notified when we go live. Have a good day. I'll see you soon. Peace.